Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Amigas, today's episode is so good, but before we get into it, I wanted to just share a couple of things. So I am interviewing my amiga Felicia Hernandez. She is a body liberation coach, author, speaker, and philanthropist, and her and I go way back. So she just launched her program Um, the Unapologetic Bodies Academy, and I really wanted to just share this with you because I know it's a program that is really going to impact so many women who are struggling with body acceptance, body positivity, and just overall really showing up for themselves and their bodies the way that they know they need to show up. So she's having a masterclass on the 28th at 7 p.m. Central, so January 28th at 7 p.m. Central. If you want to be a part of this, make sure you check the show notes and you'll also see the link for her Academy Unapologetic Bodies. So thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get right into it. All right, Mujerones, welcome back. I can't wait to get started with this conversation. It's going to be so good. And if you are someone who is currently working on their self-image, you want to just really dive deep into self-love, self-acceptance, all things self-concept, all of the things that just really help us show up as our highest self, this episode is for you. I have a very amazing guest here with me and I'm super excited because Feli, we we go way back. So thank you, Felicia Hernandez. She is a body liberation coach, author, speaker, and philanthropist. Welcome, amiga. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, amiga. <laughs> I'm super excited. So if for those of you that don't know, Feli and I go way back uh, when I was first starting Mujer on Movement. Were you just starting Gorditas Way as well or no? Um, technically, I had it, but I started as a blogger. So I started just being a resource to the community and sharing my story. So that was 2017. But around the time I met wow. you, that's when I started it as a business registered it as a sole proprietor so I think when I met you was like when I right around the time I had launched the book during the pandemic yes Mm -hmm. and we so when we met I just felt like this immediate connection and I know you've told me as well because we have gone through so much with just our self-image our body image you know, our journey in accepting and loving ourselves just the way we are. And you do some incredible work. So I first want to start with you just telling us more about your journey so that the amazing Mujerones can get to know more about the work that you do. Absolutely. Oh, well, Sonia, thank you so much for having me. Um, as I've told you many times, I see myself in you. And, um, you know, I guess I will talk about how that is, how I feel so aligned with the work you do. So 
prior to Gordita's Way becoming this, um, you know, becoming a business, at the time, you know, I was really in my spiritual growth journey. I was feeling very heartbroken, had just gone through a breakup, first love, and I was just at a low point. And I told myself, if I looked a certain way, if I lost this amount of weight, if I got my revenge snatched body, I would feel better about myself. So I went on this holistic, messy healing journey, this self-love journey, and I did everything I said I was going to do. I lost an estimated 40 pounds. I got a trainer just when I hit a plateau and I was losing but got stuck, was eating right, doing everything that I thought would make me happy. And then I met my goal and I realized, oh, shit, I'm not happy. (laughs) I'm not happy. Like it's so much deeper than a number on the scale. Your journey to radical self-love has to come from the inside. And from my experience and my research in public health, it has to come from a place of of compassion. It has to come from a place of love. So I thought all those things would make me happy and it wasn't happy. So once I realized the truth, I had a light bulb moment and I knew, oh my God, I got to talk about this. I got to blog about this. So I identified as a Latina wellness blogger and I was consistent for about two years. This concept was founded in December of 2017. I just wanted to share my my wellness journey with other mujeres. I wanted them to know that regardless of what our story was, we were in a universal struggle because society capitalizes off of your insecurities. Everywhere you look, mainstream media, every message that you see, even in our saturated and colonized wellness industries, there is a message telling you, como una mujer, que tú no eres suficiente. So... Um, And then the word gordita was something that brought me a lot of pain when I was younger. My grandparents and familia, they, you know, use gordita as a form of endearment. So my book kind of talks about (laughs) how it's like a double-edged sword, a form of endearment, but it can also be an insult. So it's always how you say it. So fast forward to two years later, this blog became a wellness lifestyle blog. Um, I knew that I wanted to eventually monetize and, you know, um, share this story with other women. So I had the opportunity in May of 2019, that's when I officially launched my business, and um, to publish my book, Gordita's Way, The Ways of an Unapologetic Latina. But that wasn't enough for me because I knew that there were other mujeres out there, like Sonia says, mujerones, um, that needed their story heard. Um, But truth be told, I was working for a nonprofit. I was on a limited budget and I had to get resourceful when I started my business. So I collaborated with my amigas and I have a very special sister, Laura Monserreal, who is my creative director. She has helped me manage my social media. She was a student at Columbia College at the time and studying cinematography, storytelling, and I wanted qualitative research. I wanted to amplify the body stories of other women. So when we launched 4th of 2019, we had our book launch, our sales, and it was literally a live show of other mujeres, these now on YouTube, telling their body story. So it's a diverse group of women from all over Chicago, all women of color, talking about how institutions, structures, family, la cultura, diet culture impacted the way they feel about themselves. 
their relationship to the body, to their body and the way they show up in the world. So that is how Gorditas Way started. I did a lot of outreach and advocacy in the community that made me the woman I am, which is Humble Park, Chicago. And um, it was a privilege and blessing that in the um, summer of 2019, I was selling books every single weekend. And that eventually led to more connections and speaking engagements. Eventually, when I met beautiful Sonia, we were in a coaching course together. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. With the word mujerón, I really felt myself. I saw myself in her and her story. So that is a little bit about me. Um, Now I identify as a body liberation coach because it, by definition, Freedom in your body is completely rejecting the systems and institutions that have, you know, um, given more favor and more love towards certain body types. And in this movement of liberation, we want to celebrate all different body diversities, people with disabilities, our beautiful trans Latinas and trans women, our LGBTQ plus brothers, sisters and siblings. And so, yeah, um, liberation is feeling freedom and choosing to show up even when you're not so happy in your body. So it's constantly giving that practice of knowing in your heart that your body is deserving of dignity, honor, and respect. Mm, That's so powerful. And I love to hear your story because, yes, I completely resonate with just so many things that culturally we grow up with that a lot of times, you know, even our family didn't know how they were already conditioning us to think and feel a certain type of way about our bodies because of the comments, right? And I feel like a lot of them, like you say, are comments of endearment. So we don't really think much about them. But as a child, and you think back as a child, like how much those little comments did mean a lot. So thank you for the work that you're doing, because it's so, so needed. And Uh, I told you off off recording as well, like I appreciate you so much, the support that you've given me through building Mujer on Movement, attending our events, like just you have this beautiful energy, of course, like having your presence is amazing. But I know (laughs) having your friendship and support is just, I mean, 10 times on top of that. So thank you. Um, Of course. I wanted to talk about, so on this episode specifically, I want us to get into how body liberation can help us reach our goals. We have a lot of go-getter mujerones on this podcast that tune in every week. And I think, especially when I thought about having you on the podcast, I thought back to times and not even that long ago, right, that we get so stuck on these ideas and these insecurities when it comes to our body that then we get in our own way to show up how you know we want to to show up at work to show up in our careers whether we're we're building a business we're going you know trying to get those uh, positions in our corporate jobs whatever it is that we're doing if we're stuck on this on these like insecurities and this toxic cycle of the negative self-talk because we haven't had that body liberation, we're really just stuck. So today I kind of wanted to dive deep and I feel like it's something that I can really also talk a lot on because 
I have felt it 100%. And I know you have too. This is why you're doing this work. So let's start by just talking a little bit more on what is body liberation. And I know you gave us a quick brief um, description of liberation, but when we tie it in with body, with our bodies, how, how can you explain and just kind of unpack that a little bit more? Absolutely. This is such a beautiful question. Thank you, Sonia, for diving into this. So for those of you who have never heard about the concept of body liberation, it's a social construct. So it talks about the social and political systems that basically state that certain representation of body types are more worthy of respect, of dignity, and love. So um, it's understanding and analyzing how those systems, institutions, structures, our schools, our family, right? We're part of a huge ecosystem, right? If we think about the wellness industry, we're all living in an ecosystem and we're all a part of it. We're all interconnected. Every single experience we have, especially from zero to 18, that's our adverse childhood experiences. So those comments, if you were criticized, if you were ostracized because of how you looked, Say you had a disability, say you navigated spaces as a bigger person, um, say you were a little gordita, those impact the way you show up in the world. They impact your brain development. So body liberation is rejecting those social and political systems that deem that certain bodies are more worthy than others. And if we're not careful and we, you know, kind of accept this saturated industry and we're not careful about the way that we about our healing and our wealth and our and our wellness journey, we can also subject ourselves to leaving people with disabilities, people la, la gente que son transgenera out of this movement. So the reason why I rebranded in body liberation, obviously my word of the year is liberation. And the other one is daring. It's one of the four letter frameworks of the word body that I'm using for um my Unapologetic Bodies Academy course, which is now open for enrollment. But the beautiful thing about liberation is it's radical, right? It's literally knowing that we are in a system that wasn't made for us. We all strive to have freedom, right? Freedom for our Black and Brown siblings, freedom for our gente que son undocumented, freedom for our Latinos, freedom for everybody. But what does it really mean to be free in your body? It's understanding that these systems were not made for us. The BMI was not made for us. It was made for cisgendered white people. It wasn't, it doesn't differentiate the difference between body fat and body muscle. And it's understanding that there is so much spaciousness and so much that you are able to put in the world when you are committed to being free in your body. So um, yeah, that's kind of why I, wanted to rebrand and really embrace this new identity and title um the body positivity movement was my segue into this work and um the history behind that is it was a part of the anti-fat movement in like the 1960s but it became more mainstream between 2012 2013 and i didn't even know that i was breaking into this industry without really knowing the history just knowing that i have been impacted by these systems that we navigate so around that time, 2015 is when 
body positivity was my introduction into this movement, into my self-love and wellness journey. And knowing that there was something incredibly wrong with the messaging that are impacting our little niñas. Like you say, our mujeroncitas. We have the opportunity to not only free ourselves from these systems, but also be an advocate through sharing our story. We're giving permission for the niñas to show up as their wonderful selves and to hold family members who body shame accountable and have some of these really uncomfortable but necessary conversations with our families and with our friends and with our communities. So that was a lot. (laughs) But those are some of the differences between body liberation and body positivity. And there are pros and cons, but that's kind of like why I felt after so many years doing this work I definitely resonate with liberation. (laughs) Yes. And I think it's important for us to kind of just explain why we chose certain Mm -hmm. keywords. Um, And I want to go back to the word radical, right? Because I feel like we hear that a lot, especially in the spaces that are doing deep work for our communities in certain Mm -hmm. areas, right? But I I keep coming back to this word because I think that at the beginning when I was introduced to certain movements that use the word radical, I was a little intimidated by it because I felt like I had to be like all in or, or no, don't even come and be a part of this. But there's such a huge perspective with that because as you know, whatever it is that you're doing in life, for those of you that are tuning in, you have to be radical about it, right? You have to be radical about the passion that comes behind building a business, the passion that comes behind going a big vision, the passion behind loving yourself to the point that it doesn't matter what people say, you're still going to show up unapologetically. And I wanted to dive now in with this, how do we hold ourselves back when we don't do that radical work? Absolutely. I think, how do we hold ourselves back when we don't do that radical work? I think it's really knowing yourself. It Mm -hmm. might sound small, but when we make decisions to please other people and when we make decisions that are out of alignment And when you are practicing body liberation work, your body will tell you when something is out of alignment, whether that's a job, a career, or perhaps you're rising and going to something because it's something you're a loved one or your partner, lo que sea, whatever the scenario is. But I think the answer to the question is we really have to have a strong sense of self and Know what those, like you say, Sonia, all the time, know what those non-negotiables are, you know, establishing healthy boundaries. There's this rhetoric because language is always changing and it's so important to define these terms because like sometimes we just use words and I feel like words are used so commonly that they lose their meaning. But at the end of the day, it's inside of you. It's your intuition. It's your gut. It's wherever you feel that feeling. If you call it God, if you call it the Holy Spirit, if you call it spirit, universe, lo que sea. But we know when we have a strong connection to our spirit, in my case, to I think it's essential for women to have a very strong connection to bodies. 
You know, we want to make sure that we're doing things in alignment. Um, and a lot of that, like you say, Sonia, is following through on the promises you made yourself. For Gordita's way, the principles have been consistent since I started this, this um, movement. And it was just two principles, super simple, right? Super easy. Never skip a Monday workout. <laughs> and movement Monday, right? Unless you're sick or it's a special occasion. And number two is never regret the last meal you ate. So that might not look perfect for everyone, but it's learning to heal that relationship with food, moving your body because you love your body and knowing that it doesn't have to look perfect. But when you're living in alignment, I know I've fallen off on my fitness journey. And when I'm not doing those two things, when I'm beating myself up because of what I'm putting in my body, not to say que gorditas güey está diciendo come de todo, right, <laughs> un right, poquito right. de todo, right? Like, but also be compassionate when we're putting things into our body because that's a part of like intuitive eating. Um, so those are the two principles. And I know that when I've fallen off and I'm not consistent with that, I feel out of alignment. I know that I'm not showing up in the other areas of my life the way that I can. So simple by not being consistent with moving my body because that's a huge part of my mental health. And that's a huge part of feeling liberated. Dancing has healed me it's helped me so much on my wellness journey so putting that to the side because we go in autopilot right really impacts my ability to radically love myself and if I'm here doing this beautiful program and trying to be an example for other mujeres I really have to like you say Sonia follow through on the promises that I've made myself and you know you you've been such an inspiration on your wellness journey like seeing you in the gym moving getting up early going out in the snow when you're from Arizona it just shows that you might not feel it all the time but you made a commitment to yourself that you're gonna show up and be her so I think that radical love is like how do we step into our highest selves without healing our inner ninja and those traumas and all that baggage and those systems that have impacted us? So the multi-layered process, you have to really know yourself. Yeah. And unfortunately, we live in a world that like disconnects us from our bodies. And I think that there was one key thing that you said here, and it was how when we don't do these things that we know, right, may, uh, allows us to feel better. When we don't do those things, how we don't show up in other areas of our lives. And I think that's kind of where this, and I'm doing like here air quotes, because I feel that motivation, right, comes from so many things. And it's not something that we always have. But I feel like that's where my motivation has come from, realizing that, hey, all you got to do is show up in this way and do these things so that you can show up in a better way in the other areas, right? The other areas that are going to help you reach those goals. So um, I kind of wanted to dive deeper into what that looks like, right? Because I think that we're kind of painting this big picture, but what does it look like to really work on our relationship with our bodies and work with our relationships with food, right? If that's something that we have, that's not what we want it to be. I think what I teach in this four letter framework in my course and in some of my offerings that I've done, my first one that was born online was called transforming negative body talk. 
And it doesn't just mean you're going to transform it in a two-hour workshop. It means that you have to actually stop and be still and understand what is your relationship with your body. The biggest goal and the answer to that question is helping women understand they have the key. What is your relationship to your body and why is it like that? It's okay if it's toxic. It's okay if it's ugly. It's okay if it's messy. I'm not sitting here saying that it has to be positive, but it's important that you understand the root cause to what it is to evaluate, damn, those comments my mom said actually like impact the way I show up in the world. Those comments, you know, my mother-in-law or, you know, my my partner's family, look, I say I'm, I'm just saying hypothetical situations is going to be different for each person. My brother, my sibling, or people who were bullied in school. Wow, that really impacted my confidence. That really impacted how I show up. And because we live in a capitalistic society, we're on go, 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 go. We don't even have time to stop and reconnect to our bodies. Or let me rephrase that. We don't make the time to stop and reconnect to our bodies. And that's why I think my purpose in this life is to help women reconnect to their body story and understand that they have the key. Once they understand the root, then they're able to transform. Then they're able to make a decision. You know, it doesn't have to look beautiful, but they're able to step in the right direction towards healing and reconnecting to their body through understanding, okay? It might not look beautiful, but I'm going to choose, despite my complex relationship to my body, fitness, and food, I'm going to choose to show up with love. I'm going to choose to honor. I'm going to choose to give it dignity. And so that was such an important workshop and offering I had because that's like the introduction to like the shadow work. We use that phrase so, so casually, but it's that deep inner work, limiting beliefs about ourselves and our bodies. And it's important to understand the why behind that. And only we, only we can know that. But we have to take time and reflect. And it doesn't have to be this huge thing. It could be five minutes a day. There are free like meditations on Insight Timer I use every day. That's one of the commitments I made to myself last year. And I'm like, I'm going to make meditation a daily practice. Mm. And you could check in with your mood. You could, you could. You could um, limit the time. You could do five minutes to start. But I said every single day, I'm going to meditate. And if I didn't meditate, I was out of alignment. Now I don't even have to think about it. It's just a practice. And with the work that I do, it's very important that I kind of combine that, like, give my, give my body, like, scan my body, the dignity, the peace, and the honor it deserves, regardless of where I am in my health journey. It's still deserving of love. It's still deserving of respect. And it's still deserving of dignity. If this podcast resonates with you and you are ready to stop playing small and you want to take meaningful actions to bring your big goals to life, but you feel like you don't even know where to start, then I invite you to apply for private coaching. This is the most intimate way to work with me. Inside private coaching, I help you get clear on your goals and together we create a roadmap on how you are going to get there. This is for you if you want to start a business, or a passion project, if you want to reach the next level in your life, 
or if you are the first in your family to break generational cycles. We meet once a week and you get access to me on Voxer so you are always supported. This offer won't be around for long so if you're interested I invite you to apply using the link on the show notes. All right amiga let's get back to the show and I cannot wait to talk to you. Yes and you know what's crazy every time that I do any type of work right? Whether it's with our bodies, our mindset, our business strategy, it all comes back to the why. Why is, why are you feeling like this? Why do you want to do this? And I, I love that you said making time to understand those thoughts, even if they're ugly, even if they're messy, even if they're not where we want them to be, we still have to confront them, right? And I think that's the that's the part of the work that sometimes is ugly. And even, you know, I'm sure you feel this way, so many years in doing this type of self-developmental work, self-development work, and you still find areas in your life where you're like, ooh, we need to work on that. Like it's, it's never ending, especially when we're reaching new levels in our lives. So being, having said that you, you know, there's reflection that needs to happen. There's time that we need to make in order for us to unpack some of these thoughts that come up. What would you say are some things that helped you once you identify, let's say, it was lo que dijo fulanita de mí, right? Somebody said something <laughs> about me that really hit me a certain way when I was a young girl. And now it affects me in these ways. Once you're able to find that, what are some of the things that help you heal from that? When I think of the ways that help me heal and what I am, what my main goal, like, the last step, and this isn't just a step that we finish, it's a practice, is building that resilience. Mm -hmm. That is the most important. It's like an instrumental part of what I want to bring into this work because I know it has, it's helped me, it's helped my clients, it's helped even my mom. Like I see her, the little things she posts, like never skip a Monday workout. Um, Fulanito is going to say something, you know, Juliana is going to say something. But how can we build the resilience? And um, a comparison, a framework that I could think of is ACEs. So ACEs is adverse childhood experiences. Simple way to explain it is any trauma we experience from zero to 18. Literally from the moment we are in our mommy's bellies. So the moment that the mother experiences any sort of trauma that can pass down scientifically and intergenerationally. And so there's this survey, I think it's a 13 survey question that um, basically can give you an A score. And the higher your score is out of 13, the more ACEs you have that impacts your brain development, that impacts how you show up in the world. Um, it's it's kind of like an evaluation of any traumas you've experienced. So any bad talk, right? Negative body talk, criticas can be considered an ACE. So there's another part of that. It's the resilience survey. How do we measure resilience? And it's saying, despite the fact that I went through A, B, and C, and right, our traumas vary, um, but having the self-awareness, what are the systems, the communities, if any, support systems in place to help you seguir adelante? 
And that's another survey. So they've seen some trends through research that like the older generation, <laughs> boomers, some of our parents, you know, had high ACEs, as many of us experienced different traumas, but a very high resilience score, meaning they had that backbone. They had, they were able to seguir adelante. And despite that, their trauma did not define them. But they saw in some of the younger generations, and this is just one framework and measurement that was done um, across various different states in the United States. So it was a national study. They saw that a lot of um, younger generations had high ACEs scores, but a very low resilience. So they weren't able to seguir adelante. And we could see that translating into what's happening in the world, crime and different trends. Um, and so what I'm trying to do um, what I what I've what I'm working on is creating a framework for the body around body traumas and how do we build that resilience so that fulanito, tu tia, when they say mija estás gorda, which is not a greeting, by the way, how can we not attach to that, right? We it's okay if it hurts your feelings, you're human, but how do you know that regardless of what Fulanito says, you have the resilience to love yourself because you know who the hell you are. You show up in the world with an unshakable confidence. And uh yeah, that's a part of the four-letter framework that I'm trying to build with the body. So the the four letters, the B is how do you show up with boldness, right? You go into a room and people notice you because you know who you are. And then the O is an opportunity to love yourself. It's an opportunity to really know what your body story is. And if you already know it, to take the next level. How do you be an advocate for our other generations in this body liberation place? And then the D, that's one of my words of the year after liberation, daring. Like, how dare you choose to love yourself in a world that's telling you que tú no eres suficiente como eres. Mm -hmm. That's what's radical. You're choosing to love your yourself in a world that's telling you that every message is telling you that you need to change, right? And so how dare you? And then the why is you. There's no body liberation without you in this ecosystem. But the resilience part is the key. It's like, I feel like the most important to know that regardless of what happens, like you are able to have the backbone to know that you don't need to attach to what other people are saying about you and about your body because you have the opportunity to radically love and accept you and show up in the world unapologetically. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I wanted to share how I heal because I feel like we can connect in this way. So the question was like, what are some of the things that help you heal once you identify what are the things that hurt you? Mm -hmm. I think for me, I, I really resonate with the resilience because at the end of the day, no one has you the way you have yourself. Like no mm -hmm. one's got you the one the way you got yourself. That's yeah. <laughs> right. No one, no one will be there and show up. And it's crazy because a lot of times I think we overcomplicate reaching these levels that we want to reach in life. And it truly is all within you. And when I when people say it's all within you is, girl, you got to do the work, right? You yourself, no one's going to come here and do the work for you. And I think that when we simplify it in that way, it really clicked with me. And that's why I preach and I say and I talk and I will repeat it for the rest of my life. 
how keeping your promises will be one of the number one ways that you can heal all of the things that you went through, right? Because I think when we build that self-trust to the point that we know we got ourselves in that way, nothing, you know, no, no matter who says what, you know yourself in that way. And I love that you said that at the beginning, you have to know yourself. You have to know that you got yourself. You have to know that even when shit gets hard, you're going to work through it so that you can show up next time, you know, or like you're, you're, you're not going to give up on yourself. So I wanted to talk about something that I feel can be very controversial, but if I'm going to have this conversation with anyone, it has to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I'm, I'm ready for the team. <laughs> and, and I just feel like, Feli, I, I have to give it to you. You have worked through this so beautifully that I, I know that you align with me in this way. And it's the, the idea that body positivity or, or self-love, right? Loving your body means saying, oh, I just love love the way I look no matter what, right? It, it's just 100% true. Like I just... I think that there's a fine line, especially on social media with this idea, right? Loving yourself, just saying like, fuck it. I love myself. I don't care anything else. But I think there's another level of self-love that we need to talk more about. And it's the self-love that you're going to do the hard work, right? Like you're going to show up, make that time to reflect and to be real. Are these things affecting me? Do I not show up in for myself in this way? Am I letting myself down? And then the other one is, do I love myself so much that I'm willing to show up even when it's hard, right? Because I feel like that's where that it, it's it's a different perspective than just saying, oh, I love myself when, and I think more so the conversation comes up a lot when we say, you know, when we're overweight, for example, I had a baby in 2021. Um, before that, I was active pretty much on and off for a few years, uh, weight training. And, you know, I was fluctuating a lot. I was in a place where I just felt uh, after I had my son, like it was so hard to get back into the routine and see any results. Like I was showing up, but I wasn't being consistent. Mm -hmm. I was like fooling myself right? Like I was there, but I wasn't really showing up. Mm -hmm. And it, it took that moment of just thinking to this idea that I, I was sharing earlier. No one else but myself, like I was the only one letting myself down. So when I decided like, okay, we're going to join this program and we need to show up consistently to do the things that I know help me feel my best, which is working out is the number one thing for me. And I know you said that too. Mm -hmm. And it's not about like, oh, I love myself. I'm done. It's like, no, I love myself so much that I'm willing to wake up in the morning and go to the gym. I'm willing to go to the gym in the snow. I'm willing to, you know, even if we're snowed in, like do a home workout. There's no excuse for me to be able to allow myself not to show up. So I know this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea behind it is how do we get to that point? Because I think I was stuck in the, in, 
in that toxic relationship with myself where I was not all the way in on myself. Like I was showing up, but I wasn't really there or I was there, but I wasn't really showing up to now. Like how, how, how was that for you? How has that been for you? If I can be honest, it's been messy. Mm. I have been very out of alignment and I know when I'm not moving my body and I'm not being compassionate with myself and even being cognizant of what I'm putting in my body, I'm not in alignment. <laughs> like your health is everything, right? And we can't talk about like, because of like being in Memphis and having this, like when I came here to contract on being an analyst, like I was really taken out of my Chicago bubble, which I was aware that food deserts and food insecurity, but like it's on another level here. So I feel like it is controversial because on the health side of things and even criticisms of the body positivity movement, oh, you have to love yourself all the time. It's unrealistic. It's not realistic. When you're looking at messages everywhere telling you you're not good enough, you're not going to love yourself all the time. It's not going to feel gooey and, you know, what's the word? Um, Fru-fru, right? It, right. It's, it's, it's messy. But I think to answer your question, I feel so aligned with you because movement is everything for me, especially dance, like taking dance classes, diversifying the forms of movement so I don't get bored. It comes down to like, how bad do you want it? And you said something recently on your post that I resonated with. I don't remember the exact wording and I don't want to put like words in your mouth, Sonia. Pero tú dijiste algo como like, is this your non-negotiable health and like fitness might not be, which I love that you put that because you're so vulnerably sharing how this has impacted your journey, but that might not be somebody else's promise or they're, where they're at in their journey, right? They might have other priorities and, and intentions and goals, but if that is one of your goals and your intentions, then how bad do you want it? And if I could just be vulnerable, um, I was very consistent, I would say on and off as well, on and off, but I was trying to be more on than off, at least at moving my body and exercising. Joined this amazing gym I fell in love with and around my 30th birthday, it's going to be a year, I'll be 31 in less than a month. Um, I was feeling good. We were planning our Gorditas Way philanthropy trip to Puerto Rico and I got into a car accident, a pretty bad car accident. I got injured I had to go to physical therapy and I told myself this was a story I told myself I said oh damn I know I'm more disciplined with my palate and with what I put in my body when I'm exercising now that I'm in pain and I can't exercise I'm not gonna do as well with my diet <laughs> I told myself that so obviously that's the story I was telling myself that I couldn't have the same discipline when it came to what I put in my body, if I wasn't able to consistently go to the gym, but that was a choice I made. I had the privilege at the time, at least to, you know, I was able to get my groceries, you know, eat at home, measure the, like, you know, un poquito de todo, like be cognizant of the alcohol, cafecito, caffeine, all of that that I put in. But I told myself, oh, and you know I how bad do you want it right I'm better thank god I went to physical therapy but it's like I it's very similar to you last year I want to be so serious about my health and it's not just 
to look a certain way. It's to know that when I show up in the gym, moving my body, doing these challenges with my friends, dancing, you know, I am feeling liberated in my body because I am honoring it. I'm giving it the dignity, the respect, and the love that it deserves by doing that. And I know that that helps me in my business. I know that that helps me, you know, with investing in myself because I'm taking the time for myself to be, you know, at the healthiest version of me. So I'm trying to call in the the healthiest version of Felicita, like in 2024. But I think the answer is like controversial, but it's how bad do you want it? And with the body positivity, the criticisms where it's too focused on the individual and like it's not disrupting systems. I think originally the history behind it was, but the body liberation, it's like, no, we're rejecting these systems. We're owning our body stories. We're writing our own narratives you know like so I think the definition is important for context and historical context especially but I would love to hear like eventually more deeper into doing this work and with the program what is body liberation for other women what does it mean to feel freedom in your body right because it can it can go so many ways like so many ways exploring sexuality like there's so many ways in your body you can feel that especially growing up you know hearing all these things so that's a whole nother podcast episode but (laughs) but I wanted to kind of comment back on what you were saying and I think that um I was even here trying to get a stat on how moving our bodies is so important for our mental health. There's so many. So if if you're still someone that's thinking, how can that really help me? Look it up. There's so many ways that moving our body, right, can help us. So even if, you know, losing weight or getting active or being stronger is not one of your goals, I want to challenge you, the ladies that are tuning in, to just go out for a walk, just do something very minimal and see how moving your body can really just improve in so many ways. So, um, Feli, thank you so much. This was such a good conversation. I feel like it's something that's so needed in our communities and I love the work that you're doing. I wanted to also mention, um, because I feel like when we're in this place where we know we're not in alignment of how we want to show up, right, with some of our goals, I think that's the key, though, when when we are able to bring awareness to it and then work on it, right? Because like for me, it was motherhood. For you, it was your accident. But hey, we're moving past that. How can we now get back to it? So if you're in a place right now where maybe your actions are not really aligning with your goals, take a deep breath. And then let's just get back into it, right? Because this is the awareness that we needed. This is the sign that we needed. But Feli, thank you so much for this conversation. Please tell us where we can follow you. How can these amazing women work with you? Absolutely. So um, my Instagram is gorditas underscore way, just like um, the book with an underscore. (laughs) And um, I started a new TikTok because I really want to be raw on this, um, you know, body liberation journey. So in my link tree, I have all my different um, social medias. Um, I have my 
my landing page open if you are interested in the Unapologetic Bodies Academy and want to be a part of this body liberation community. You know, it is open for enrollment, um, soon to be launching between the end of January, beginning of February. I'm super excited. It's a 10-week transformational program with that framework to teach women not only to own their body stories, but also to become an advocate for body liberation for anemias and to build that resistance. Um, with their relationship to self and the world. And so I'm super excited. Um, I'm also offering 30-minute body peace consultation. So that's just a call, getting to know if women are aligned, want to hear about body liberation. But it's a meditative practice where you just get to kind of mm. put a pause on everything outside of the world. And I help you reconnect to your vessel. Whatever your body is needing during that time, we will do. And it's virtual no commitment, um, 30 minute calls. So that link is in my link tree. And if you all want to be a part of the community, so many different ways. So I'm excited. It's my yes. first ever program. All the nerves. <laughs> I'm super proud of you and excited for all the women you're going to impact in the program. <laughs> Definitely not easy putting ourselves out there, but I know your work is so, so deep and impactful that it's going to be amazing. So <laughs> I will make sure to link all of that on the show notes. Again, Amiga, thank you so much for joining me and to all the ladies tuning in. Gracias for your support. Keep on working to becoming the Mujeron of your dreams. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.